Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. Everyone and welcome to Why Am I Sad? I'm Zoe B. I'm Cass. I'm George. And I'm Tom. And we're fine. Hello, sunshine. Hello, blue skies. Hello, lovely day. So fine, in fact, we decided to answer some of your questions because maybe you're not doing so well. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you want us to help. Evidence yeah. that you're not doing well. <laughs> yeah, if we're if we're your port of call, oh no, oh no, oh no. All right, oh, so yeah. oh yeah, so much easier. You don't have to leave the house. You just shoot an email and then you're done. I like it. I like I've it. Got, I've got a, I've got a great one. I've got a great one for this week. Okay, all right. okay. okay, all right, all right. Far away. Bit of a weird one. I'm oh, a guy, yes. 22, and my best friend of five years is a girl, 23. People would always ask us why we weren't together, and we'd always Mm. laugh it off and explain that it's purely platonic. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I feel pretty dumb being so confident about how platonic we are after a drunken night ended with us sleeping together. Okay, saw that coming from 100 metres away. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So it was nice, but but we agreed to- 100 metres, Tom? That's within eyesight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a reasonable distance to see something. Not very fast or very far away. Yeah, but yeah. still before it came, though, that's the key. Yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah, it wasn't at me yet. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I got twenty twenty vision. I see things exactly as far as they are. Yeah. All right, so it was it was nice, but we agreed to never do it again for the sake of our friendship. Okay. <laughs> okay. And things were surprisingly unawkward between us until <laughs> the next week when it happened again. Okay. And, and again um, the next week. Oh. I've seen this film. It's yep. got uh, actually I've seen this film twice. Uh, one has Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis, and one has uh, Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've can seen I this ask movie. the? Yeah. I want right, to ask good. the reader: Did you recently star in Black Swan? Oh, good <laughs> question. This seems to be Ooh. a theme I'm seeing. Well, actually, the yeah. the person writing is actually: Did you recently release an album? Uh, everywhere, uh, yeah. Justin Every- Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's it called? I've got a back to sexy back. Yes, that's sexy back. Yeah, were you, it's been too uh, long. Were you currently bringing <laughs> sexy back? Yeah. The album yeah. was Future Sex Love Sounds, that's it. and he knew about the Future Sex, I guess. And he does love sounds. Yeah, I just, so it's I just, prophetic. I just, I, I've just got to say, I like that both of you were like, "Oh, you're recently doing X, something that came out at least ten to twelve years ago." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Look, JT's been a bit quiet lately. All right. He peaked at social media performance. Uh, social, right, oh, right now, right now, it's pretty clear that we have feelings for each other, but that's not what Shocked. I'm conflicted about. Mm. And okay. I can't imagine not having her in my life, and I genuinely think she could be my person. So wow. that's not the issue. This is sounding great. Yeah. The problem right, this is. is be a short episode. The mm. problem is, and I feel mm-hmm. so ashamed about the fact that this is a problem. 
is that she's not conventionally attractive. I think she's so beautiful, but there's this dumb, toxic, macho part of my brain that thinks having a girlfriend is partly there to show off. Something people can point to and be like, wow, this guy must be great to have a girlfriend who's that hot. I feel like I'm such an awful person for thinking like this, but my thoughts are there and no matter how much I tell myself how irrational those thoughts are, I still feel a little ashamed when I imagine myself introducing her to people. My dad has a lot of weird ideas about this stuff and I often see the way he doesn't put nearly as much effort into talking to girls he doesn't find attractive. And I know he'd think less of me for being with her. That shouldn't bother me, but it does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Me knowing how irrational these thoughts are isn't an excuse. I just don't know how to get rid of them. She's honestly the most amazing person I've ever met and she doesn't deserve to be someone who is ashamed to be with her. (laughs) Sorry if this was long. I feel like you would all have an interesting take on it. Maybe all I need is Zoe calling me a dumb, toxic, straight man. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that you're wrong there. Um, oh, that's. But I'll, I'll hold off. A Jesus, bit. Did, did it leave his name? Didn't leave his name. It and didn't any leave his name. Identifying information. No. Oh. no? Okay. Oh. That's a, Look, man, that's a strange. I will say man. the first step to recognizing sort of a pattern that you don't necessarily want to keep is recognizing that you have it and completely acknowledging it and also acknowledging that it's not always rational or logical. And that can be really difficult for a lot of people to have something that they have in their their belief parts and values part of their brain to, like, it's very easy to just start justifying it and talk about why it's fine that you think like that. Um, But it sounds like you are acknowledging that this is potentially going to make your life worse and you want to move past it. And that is really good if you are thinking, hey, this is something I no longer want to have in my brain and these are all the things that will affect. And I think we've all been in situations where we can see that someone else's approval or someone else's opinion, we recognize that we are valuing it too much in whatever situation it might be. And I think it's it's good that you want to break past that because it's not it's not ever fun or nice and it doesn't ever feel good when you are doing something for someone else. You know, like when you're acknowledging that the thing you are doing isn't actually for you, it's it doesn't feel yep. good. It feels a bit mm-hmm. bad. And when you seek that approval and you get it, it's it's never really enough because <laughs> it's not coming yeah. from you. It's coming from an external force, and that that's shitty. So I'm sorry you are experiencing that, but congrats on bringing it up and wanting to talk about it and wanting to move past it. I recommend seeing a yeah, psychologist I mean- because it sounds like a lot of this is – Pretty pretty deep-rooted and pretty far back-rooted. And dad bullshit. Yeah, look. Yeah. Hey, look, if if you want, if you want. I don't know where you live, uh, but I'll come there in a shipping crate and fight your dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. That's what we're offering as advice is dad fights. As, yeah. Tom will fight your dad. But Tom like might not easy, win. Isn't that an easy cop-out to say it's the dad? Like, I, I, this, this yes, whole topic is. is actually the most interesting thing in the world mm-hmm. to me. I'm obsessed with it because the fact is, lookism is the most, like, I've actually heard that phrase before. It's mm. fucking brutal and it exists everywhere and we oh, all do that's it hot, all it's the hot, time. It's hot yeah. person privilege. We, but, no, no, not hot person privilege. No, no, no. We all live in a world of looks where it matters to all of us. In fact, you look around at everyone you know and everyone generally dates roughly around their looks level and it's this unspoken, brutal reality that is true that exists and we all deal with it every day to the point where it's noticeable when someone 
doesn't do that. That's how weird it is in general. So, like, this topic is actually a really big, rich topic because the fact is you might be cocky and say, oh, I don't do that, but you do. Everyone does, and it's like an inbuilt, fucked-up part of our brain that might just be part of being human that's actually not that easy to blame on a dad or on even toxic masculinity. It is fucked up, and we all do it constantly everywhere all the time. So, that's why I think it's too easy to say it's the dad and it's – Toxic masculinity, even though that's an obviously huge factor in it. But this topic yeah. is fucking, this one blows my mind because, like, the mm. fact that you look around all your mates, you're like, oh man, it's not guys to girls, it's both ways, always. You're always like, oh yeah. I sixes date sixes and sevens date sevens. In I don't think that's necessarily, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's necessarily true because I think that it is much more socially acceptable for a guy to have a hotter girlfriend. Than a girl to have a hotter boyfriend. That, that, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think that's that because it's the, it's the, it's, it's, it, and that's it's where the, the yeah. toxic masculinity a- thing feeds into it. And mm-hmm. in that it's a, a guy with a hot girlfriend is like, well done, mate, mm. well done. Look, you've tricked her. You've tricked her. You schlubby little fuck. Yeah, you um, little Kevin James looking motherfucker. Yeah. That's that's it. Like it's 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 all connected. And 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 like the idea that. Girls don't tend to like you. Don't tend to see a girl dating a guy. Like you don't see that mm. thing where a girl will be like, "Well done, you, you fucking, you bloody tricked him." It's because it, that that just system doesn't work there. I think mm. that I think the I hundred percent agree with you, George. That there's a, there is definitely this weird pervading part of society that we absolutely just feed into that subconscious mm. thing. Whether that's and it's easy to pick toxic. the outliers. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but like. Everyone is everyone is absolutely guilty of seeing a couple and in their own brain being like, like it's literally happening right now in yeah. in pop culture with Pete Davidson. Every that time boy he is dates beautiful. You, no, see the every, Pete Davidson well, thing. Men don't think. <laughs> no, he's but attractive. people are like, men don't think Pete Davidson is attractive. No, yeah, I've not met a woman who's been like. Yuck! I'm sure there exists because everyone finds everyone different levels of attractive. But a lot of the online discourses, whenever yeah. men are like, "Why are women dating him?" It's just because he's famous, yeah. and a lot of the women are like, "He, he's probably nice." Yeah, he's like well, yeah. Ren- yeah. renowned and a comedian, renownedly like, nice. That he's not nice. Real, that relationship. Oh yeah, that 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 rela- the the Kim K relationship oh, yeah. is definitely for almost all of them with him with anyone basically all made up. So. No, not all of I I follow Pete Davidson quite a bit, and I can tell you that some of them are not. But some of them, yes, but some a lot. Yeah, no, like apparently. the big high-profile ones. Um, no, that's yeah. It is Cass is right that that it he like in this example he's renownedly nice, and everyone's like, yeah, he's just the best guy, and he's I I've always thought Pete Davidson was handsome, and there's there's certain guys like that, and and they're right because there's that thing that it, men think Ryan Reynolds is like the hottest guy on earth. And he is a weird looking, like, that man looks like, I can't use the example I want to use because I'm sure we'd be sued for slander. (laughs) But I think think that's the case for a lot of things. I think in many things, men and women will find different men and women attractive and, like, different archetypes. So, like, women will strive. Mm. The way women want to look is not necessarily how men would like a woman to look if you're straight obviously and f- the same for the reverse like like yeah as mm. always saying it's like a survey of men who like who's the most attractive man it didn't match up with who women think is the most attractive it just they don't line up and we do we do judge people based on appearances and it is really subconscious more the more conventionally attractive you are the easier 
your life is. And if, yeah, hot person privilege, um, hot over, person over privilege. a myriad of things. And I know people who are good looking, sometimes they just have a horrible thing where people don't take them seriously if they look a certain way. And the way we look is not something we can really help that much. Some people can if you've got a lot of money, but the way we look affects our life because it is literally the avatar we have. There's And there's just no way to deny it. And I think a lot of things need to change. Mm. But talking about things like this is good because it's a, a perspective of your own social standing, which we are social creatures. It is wired into us for that to be important to us as a safety mechanism um, and how that's going to be affected. Mm. And this person did say they find, like, this person that they seem to just absolutely adore, they find them really beautiful, but it's more about outsider perspective. And for that reason, I would say you've, it sounds like you've identified what the issue is and that it might be pretty pretty in there and maybe going to a psychologist and getting to, like, ripping out the roots of it and finding where where those areas mm. of approval are looking to come from. It sounds like dad and society. But having a look at what else you can use to get that approval for yourself because there's, if there's some little void or some some hole in you that is needing this very specific thing, you can find out what else can go in there so that it's not something that's going to... Because it sounds like if you aren't with this person, you are going to be quite sad. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't yep. picture your life without them, like, that, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. And, if, and if this is the reason, like, and, and to, to catastrophize, but if you, like, were to break up with her because of this reason, like... That's that's a you problem, and it's a shitty you problem. Like Cass is right. Like it, it's it's something that can be identified and changed, um, and you would be missing out on what sounds like the best thing that you've. You, like she sounds fantastic. The way you speak about her, you sound head over heels for her. The way you speak about her, and to be like, nah, but society, like that's a pretty lame cop out. That's true, and they did sleep together a few times. So obviously, there is yeah. a. I don't think you're unattracted to yeah. this person. Yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah. not. And you've unattract- known them for five years, right? Yeah. Five years, four years, like a long time. Five oh. years, mm. yeah. Yeah. It seems to be pretty specific about conventional attractiveness, mm. which again is not what people actually go by. And I suppose if you have lived your whole life with the person who raised you, treating people of different conventional attractive levels differently. I mean, there's no way that's not going to have an effect on you. Yeah. But it does sound like something that can be changed. Yeah. For me, this is so, like, deep-rooted, one of, like, my biggest fears to be your partner in this situation because I don't – and we've had this discussion many a times and the, the point is contested, but I don't see myself as conventionally attractive <laughs> and I ha- I'm so scared that one day I'm going to meet someone and they're going to be like, man, Zoe's personality and everything about her is great. All the stuff that she has control over is great. The way I look, I don't really – like my face is my face and I'm, I'm so paranoid that one day someone's going to like have this exact same problem. And it's, it's crazy that it is so ingrained in us – from the get-go that, you know, like, while you're on one side of it, I'm, like, having the other side of the coin, M- like, little moment. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It is awful to think about all the things that we get told is really important in love, mm. um, which is the feeling and the way, like, you feel around that person, the way that person makes you feel, the person you are when you're with them, all those really nice things about, again, that are societal-based and you grow 
as a person, you learn together, you make a life together, those really beautiful communal aspects, and then there's, there is that side of, oh, hang on, how you're born might fuck it. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where the the part of me that that found it the most interesting uh, is that bit about um, showing off, like so mm. the people are like, "Oh, well done," <laughs> yeah. and it's that it's that it's that that ingrained thing of, um, and this is part of that the way that we raise young men and boys is fucked because we do it so early. Mm. Like a kid is two or three years old and has nice eyes and someone will say, and often it's a woman, yeah. oh, you're going to be a heartbreaker? Yeah. Yep. Why? Why the fuck are you saying that to a kid that small? You you start it so fucking early that a a girlfriend, uh, this is particular, again, I'm, I'm looking completely at heterosexual relationships yeah. with men because generally this kind of stuff stuff. This kind of stuff. stuff <laughs> this kind of stuff is- This kind of stuff. Um, it's it's in that realm. It's yeah. it's not something that you know. I feel like happens in lesbian couples. They're not like. I think there's oh, definitely man. moments, but I think it's it's there's there's such a big difference between straight men and straight women that but you, you don't correct. think even. But you don't think like people say sort of tangentially similar stuff to pretty girls oh, when they're younger. You're gonna break a lot of hearts. Like no, it's exactly the same. D- uh, no. So what we, that's, I, I think no, totally. I think like, no. Oh, uh, they say other the things crazy, like, "Oh, you're blah, gonna blah, blah. be trouble." Yeah, yeah. They, they say that too, but I feel like it's too easy to. No, it's always it's always you're gonna thing. be hit you know he, he's gonna be hit with the ladies he's gonna be hit with the girls oh he's gonna break a lot of hearts oh he's gonna when he gets to school it's and numbers they it's, speak about numbers they speak about it yeah like where when they speak about women they speak about like like oh you're gonna you're gonna cause men like trouble you're gonna be so pretty that men are yeah. going to fall over themselves for you yeah i've and, seen and- i've seen people comment on like little girls to things of the extent of like, oh, you're going to give a, a man a run for his money one day or talk about the yeah, yeah. the problem that they will cause, even if yeah. they mean it in a Com- – I don't think anyone's ever trying to be mean to a kid, but they mean it like, oh, no, oh like yeah. men better watch out for you, you firecracker. Or, or, or it becomes it yeah. becomes like a, the onus goes to the dad and you're, you you put it like, oh, she's – Keep an eye on that one. Yeah, keep an eye on mate. that one. Like, And it, it still is very misogynistic and it still is inherently about the men. Hey, maybe society's changing. Maybe we're telling little girls that they're going to break hearts too. Mm, yeah. Yay! Finally, equality <laughs> <laughs> done. But yeah, it's that it's that it's that pervading thing that that starts so young, and we do it mm. so young. And like, it's never. And the worst part is, eighty to ninety percent of the time, in my own experience, it's never malevolent. It's not no. malicious. No. It is not an attack. It's not a act of anything it is just a thing that you say that's how built in it is it yeah. is just a it's just a nice it's, it's often seen as a compliment to pay to someone's kid yeah. oh look at those gorgeous eyes he's gonna be a oh the girl's gonna go crazy for him oh he's gonna she's gonna break a lot of, oh she's gonna be you know like all of those things are just seen as compliments to parents to be like hey we we think your kid's cool I guess. Mm. And so it starts then. So like the idea that all the way down the track, you then are like a girlfriend or something that, that I, I feel like sh- you show off and it's like, well, yeah, but not in the way you think you show off a girlfriend to be like, look how well adjusted I am. Someone else wants to be around me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely see the perspective of like wanting to show off the person you're with because like yes, 100%. in theory, in theory, they're your favorite person. Mm. Like, 
of course you want to brag about them. They are the best person and they love you. That's the coolest shit in the whole world. <laughs> you yeah. want to show everyone and be like, look how cool this person I love is. Aren't they beautiful and kind and lovely? Like, look at them. And I, I, I mean, I, I can, uh, I don't know, like. Because there's he, a difference. He, like, there's he a difference. would be getting but that. But there's a difference because you're, you're you'll be getting the opposite. That's the other thing. Yeah, as well. like, like he to feels be fair. Like, he's not wrong in how he will have to deal with that for the rest of his life. I'm not saying that makes it okay, whatever. But like, it's important to acknowledge this isn't in his head. No, he, I, if he gets he, an attractive mm. girl, he will have to deal with that for the rest. And like, that's not a problem. But like, I'm just saying, it's important to acknowledge that. Yeah, that's we how also didn't. Is. We didn't. We also didn't like establish how attractive this person is. Yeah, exactly. Because maybe they're both. Point. Like they're equal and it's all right, you know. And he uh, wants to be punching above his standards. Yeah, yeah. Like those, those are options. But I think it is one of those things. Like in George is saying that it it will be brought up, but in the same way that like when you talk about your partner, is the first thing you say, "Look how physically hot my partner is." Is that no? I my I yeah, always but we're in the honeymoon phase, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always I always start like the thing that I'm always like if I'm telling someone about something that my partner has done. Uh, the example was the other day. I was I think I was telling you guys the other day mm. that we were she was mm. we were, I was away. She was watching a movie on TV, and she sent me a message being like, "I'm watching a movie on TV. When I watch movies on TV, I like to imagine all of the other people watching the same movie I'm watching and what they're doing while they're watching the movie." And that's the thing that I was like, oh, I love you. <laughs> like, it's those details. And, yeah. and it's, it's the things that I like. The thing I tell people straight away is, is that I think my partner is hilarious and very funny. And that's, that's the thing that I love. And that's the thing that I hope people see yeah. when we first meet that they're like, oh, these two have the same sense of humor. Oh, right. Like, that's, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, well, we're looking for. That's what I think subconsciously I'm doing. It's never like, Fuck, hope everyone thinks my girlfriend's hot. But again, I'm 30. Um, I have always had a dad who has been very good at pushing back against toxic stereotypes. Like when we were when we were like 12 or 13, and you could say a gay as a slur. Like you could say it to me, like, oh, this is bad. Mm, yeah. Anytime we do that in in our house, my dad would just be like, Why? What do you mean by that? Like he every time. I love your dad. Until we stopped. <laughs> yeah. He just would be like, that's that's not what you do. And he's all he's he's it's just the way he operates. So my brother and I both grew up with with that as a, that as our, our dominant male influence in our lives was was him. And he was always very accepting and never that kind of, you know, go out there and you, you should be fighting people and, you know, doing all yeah. this stuff. Like he he didn't care what we were doing. And then for me, then as a teenager, I was doing a lot of musical theatre and I had a lot of friends who were like drag queens and in doing drag shows. So again, the the male role models in my life were either in theatre and were dancers and performers and musicians. So it weren't as toxic as if maybe I'd been over in a sort of more sportier thing. I don't know. Um, and then the other dominant males in my life were gay or drag queens. So, Again, they would. It was. It was a different sort yeah. of viewpoint. So that's why I, I come. I, I imagine though, if you go through, not everyone has the upbringing I had, and there are still things that I do that are bad, and I need to be better at. Just around, just in my own way. Just in like you catch yourself. I don't know George or anyone else. Like Stephen, like you'll think something and be like, "That's not a, that's not a nice thing to think." Mm. Why did you think that? I man? think that's I think bad. that's for everyone. Like I have things that pop up in my brain, and I'll be like that. 
where did that... What? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, we're getting rid of that one. But don't know when that last surfaced, like, what, 10 years ago? Like, I think Daniel Sloss <laughs> has a part in one of his shows where he talks about your brain is like this weird filing cabinet. So you'll have a guy going through the filing cabinets and then someone will make a reference. You're like, cool, I'll bring up the file on this. And you pull it out and it's a thought you had 12 years ago and they present it to you and you're just like, whoa, we kept that? <laughs> Who filed that away? <laughs> and like, and then you go through the process of being like, cool, well, we can, we can get rid of that one. We can put something new in that file. Like we can get rid of that joke you made on Reflex 12 years ago. We can get rid of that thing that someone else told you when you were six so you believed it. Like... We mm. all have stuff yeah. like that. We all are in a process of learning. What unlearning. We, and mm. it, it's unlearning. And it, I, I, obviously unlearning is like the correct term because you want to get like sort of pull the roots out for a bad thing. But I, it's really nice to be able to become your own person as you grow and decide what it is you want to do. Because when you're a kid, like everything sticks to you because it has to. Like you absorb the world around you. You are wired to take everything in and just attack life with full force. And when you get older, you get to pick, you know, what's in the beautiful garden of your mind. You can be like, no, don't want this. Pull this one out. These ones. I want to have a life that does this. I want to value these types of things. And you get to foster that. And that rules. You get to pick who you are. And if you want a hand with that, you can see a psychologist if you've got some really deep-rooted things. But you get to pick. And I think that is so lovely, mm. but it does mean you have to pick out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you raise a good point. It's actually a good chance for this person, like, because he's said how he's actually yeah, he's aware finds her attractive. This is actually a real easy one. <laughs> like, as in, it's not one where it's like he's kind of on. If, if it's true what he's saying, then that's actually like, yeah, yeah it's a, yeah. it makes and it much what cleaner. What you're saying before, like the things yeah. that you are describing, I believe you. Like, if you are saying that there are people in your life who are going to look at you a certain way because that is how they view the world. There's no denying that if someone that you look up to, even if it's you can acknowledge that they're not correct about it, like it would feel bad to not have the approval of someone that you really care about in any context. Um, but I think this one is something you can unlearn and you can forge a life for yourself that, as you said, it sounds like your life is going to be better without this. It sounds like you don't want it anymore. Mm. You want to move past it. So you can. And this is – it. It, you're going in the right direction. You're taking the steps. Yeah. You've got to take more. You've got to take more. Yeah, you got to take more. Because <laughs> it would it's, be like one of those things that if you're, like, like in the, the question, they use the example of their dad. Like, if their dad, if it was reversed and their dad was like, yeah, she's hot, but God, she's the worst personality-wise. Like, you'd still mm. feel bad. Can I Can I also raise mm. just, a, just a general point? Um, it doesn't matter. Your dad shouldn't. Think your girlfriend yeah. is hot? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, good point. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Like, like I get that that wasn't the whole thing, but it is like your dad. Like, if yeah, don't, don't, don't be. Yeah, that's just. There's just like there's lots of layers there. There's a lot of there's a lot of things in that. Um, your your dad's taste and your taste and what you were looking for. Very different, unless you are Oedipus, in which case I'm so sorry, but you are going to kill them both. Yeah, mm. this podcast can't help that problem, you know. Yeah, I, Greek tragedies just unfold. Gotta let them. They just happen like that because of the of the fates. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's true. It's kind of weird because, like, I always just think of a you know the classic examples. A lot of conservative politicians these days have actually quite attractive partners and like there's this weird thing where it's like a trophy thing for these people and yeah. then they actually get respect yeah. for it and everyone assumes that the partner is 
the worst, but yeah. is yeah. attractive. Like that's actually like almost the gong thing. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter because they're hot, you know? So like that does exist as an idea mm. where it's like, that's better than the other option because of this yeah. putting people into the role of trophy. There's also the so, idea because yeah. when you yeah. consider it a trophy, it is that thing that Tom was talking about before about tricking because trophy implies that you have won them and that your relationship is not an ongoing thing that both of you actively participate in by choice every single day. Um, I think the idea of a, a trophy partner is becoming less and less relevant because people know they can leave now. And having having that idea of a yeah. trophy partner implies that it, I always find in the tropes the implications are that the guy has got something that the woman literally needs <laughs> or very much wants. Like they're like, oh, I yeah. this woman is going to be choosing to be wealthy and they are choosing to give up their happiness. Like it, you, it's always like a weird sacrifice for both of them, that trophy thing. It's like the guy gets yeah, yeah. a hot wife and all he has to do is like pay the bills. It's, it's, it's very transactional. And, oh, and yeah, what Tom was saying before, like you don't want your yeah. dad to find it hot. Yeah. And when you were asking Zoe about like how people talk about their partners, I think it would be weird to discuss a partner and be like, okay, first of all, she's a smoke show. She's yeah. really hot. Okay, come come meet her. Babe, get out of here. Yeah, I think there are moments, yeah. like, because I, I can, like, speaking to all of you Do guys, a little turn. Yeah. We put her on the platform. Yeah. Well, because the other thing is that I've spoken to, to, to you guys about your partners, and it, at, at every point you've been like, they're beautiful, but it's like those little love heart eye things where you're like, they're beautiful and it's like completely your opinion and it's completely like you're so they you love them so much that it doesn't matter you, you know my girlfriend's not hot so no, your girlfriend's yeah, very fucking hot your girlfriend's very fucking hot totally your girlfriend's very she's a smoke show she's a smoke show you're everyone's just, just girlfriend again. is hotter than them that is an opinion again. i have on life <laughs> the thing though the thing of like um that smoke show thing, like it's so insane that it is built into us that you, that as a man, your job is to find a girl that all of your friends and family want to have sex with. That's the goal. Yeah, gross. That's the goal. That's not a goal. Like it doesn't stop. As Cass said, it doesn't stop. It continues. Like you've you've had five years of friendship with this person, and now it's just evolved to another thing. It just continues. It's not. It's not a like a conquest or a mission. And it's like, ah, oh, man, tell you what, Joe Rogan, I'm going to bash you as well. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Peterson, I'm going to kick your ass too, man. Yeah. I'm coming for all and of them. He's calling him out. He's calling him out. <laughs> sometimes you, your partner just can be un- un- like conventionally attractive and you just got to be cool with it. Like, mm. that's the thing. It's like, you guys don't know because all your partners are smoke shows. So you guys don't understand. Um, but I had, and I think I've mentioned on the podcast, my ex, I've got one serious ex. I, while we were dating, played a very fun game that I like to play while he was sleeping called rat or bird, where I looked at him and said, do he look more like a rat or a bird? And it was my favorite thing to do. Wow. That didn't mean I didn't, I didn't find him <laughs> handsome. That man just kind of simultaneously looked like a rat and a bird. Society had to deal with the fact that in that moment, I loved him more than anything. And everyone, and I would, I remember telling Cass, I remember telling my friends, be like, I play rap bird with him because it, it, it's not his best feature, but God damn it, the rest of him's lovely. That's, yeah, well. And that's, maybe you just get over it and have, just, 
Someone's got to bang the ugly people is all I'm saying. You know, someone's got to love the uggos. Wow. As an uggo. Wow. Okay. Wow. Don't, don't, any comment like that. Jesus you don't, you don't Christ. Find Can wow. I just say, wow. sitting here today, I wasn't expecting that, but there we go. Yeah. She says, as an ugly no. person. She speaks. Zoe, I oh am going to bash you up. now. I will come and bash you back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I won't she, win she's that just fight. saying this so she There's... can say things like what she just said. That's why she's calling herself ugly. That's what this is. I know what you're doing here. Comedy Someone... 101. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're trying to punch right. on yourself. Yeah. Very smooth. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the thing of like, too, though, the phrase unconventionally attractive is really interesting because models, right? Do you mean conventionally unattractive or unconventionally? <laughs> unconventionally attractive, which is what. Uh, the phrase that was actually used here. And the point I make is models, yeah. Yeah. right? Models are not, like, models are seen as, uh, again, this is a very superficial argument, but even if this helps you yeah. start the process in your own brain to change unconventional, conventional, whatever, is models, when they're not models in their setup, generally would be classified, uh, sometimes classified as being a bit, like, unusual looking because they're often quite tall or they have, like, a distinguishing odd character. Like, they're not a... Do, do you know what? Do you know the she's point that I'm trying to, to make oh, here? She's so unattractive yeah. in so real that's, life. That's, that's what I mean. That's I what know I mean. That's like, true. <laughs> if you go to, like, a traditional conservative, you know, re- Republican weird dude with his hot wife that he parades out on a Sunday, that is a look, and that is conventional attractive. There are models who have, like... Striking, I think striking is the word I'm yeah. looking for. People who often describe yeah. as striking are seen as being like unconventionally attractive because they're striking. Mm. And I think just start with that. Even if before, like before you go to therapy, before you confront anything, just pivot the way you think about it. As it's not unconventionally attractive, it's striking or it's distinguishable or it's a blah or it's a blah. Start using different words. Just start using language in a different mm. way. Because what the fuck is conventionally attractive? Good point. It's, 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 a, it's a really narrow <laughs> scope of conventionally honest. Like it's not, it's not wide. It doesn't cast a very wide net. Have you ever looked at famous people? You can't tell a lot of them apart. So many of that, and this doesn't mean they're unattractive or anything. I think everyone has all their own elements of beauty. They shine through. But I think a lot of men who are the sexy ones at the moment look like they're made of clay. Lumpy. I think so many of them look like they're made of clay, and that's so fine if you love a golem. Mm. But it's it just you, it baffles. Are you talking shit about John Cena? <laughs> You're gonna John have to go Cena. through a lot more names before you guess who specifically I was thinking about because they all okay. Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> uh, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, You're going Ryan. down Timothy, a different route, Timothy Chalamet. You're going. You're going through weed boys. Yeah, that's. Oh, was I going through? I was weedy going boys. Through. That's the yeah, only yeah, type you of were like. Chalamet, Davidson, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the only type of man I find attractive. Or big boy. Big mm. Vincent D'Onofrio boy. Are you thinking about Vincent D'Onofrio? I don't think she's... That's a lot no, of... No, it doesn't matter because there are all these different... But see those, like, even in talking about conventionally attractive people, there are we've already established two categories of conventionally attractive men. And within those two categories, they all look the same. So... And it's like it's still really narrow, so, and you get different labels of like, oh, this person is attractive, and it's a little cluster around them. But I also want to say, and I think you acknowledge this in your email, like you like have a think to yourself. And again, see a psychologist. I feel like your life will be better without this. Yes. It seems just seems like so much emotional, like things to be pulling around with you every single day of your life. And you don't need that. Um, but if if you're going to get to the stage of 
that is actually going to put a damper on a relationship for you and you're going to look at your partner through a lens of conventional attractiveness and you're not going to see the things that you love about them and the things that you think are really beautiful that you look at visually and you really enjoy, um, which I find happens. You you adore someone, you look at them, and everything is just perfect. You look at them and you like you look at an arm and you'll be like, oh, my God, that arm is made out of my favorite thing. I love arm. That rules. And it just makes you happy to look at them. And it's great. But if you aren't able to, if you've got like this mental block and you're not able to, you know, shower your partner with the adoration that they deserve because everyone deserves it, you definitely deserve the same thing back. That's sad. And have a think of what is actually important to you. Because if being able to show off someone who is conventionally attractive is going to be that important, maybe rethink some things. But I think you can. I And I think your life would be better if you didn't have to deal with this every single day because it sounds exhausting. It, it like The weird thing is it is a very specific thing he seems to have an issue <laughs> with because, like, let's face it, if, after someone's after 10 years, you're not going to probably find someone attractive in the way you did when you first met them because you've seen them every day. So it's like you're already just, yeah, I don't know. Long-term-wise, it doesn't seem like as big an issue Yeah, from the- yeah. Because also finding someone- Finding someone hot and the way you guys talk about your partner when you're like, they're beautiful is a different thing as well. Mm. Like, Completely. I, I also think that um, that maybe the conventional attractive thing, and as you said, George, like over time, that's not as much of an issue because your relationship evolves and you see them every day, is it's like, like that's that's like the surface of the garden and the, all the roots of whatever the fuck else is that needs to be addressed are underneath that. Like, that's, don't, don't like, you know what? Don't stress about that, and it's time to start thinking about how you view women in general. Mm. Yeah. And to be why. fair, also, uh, this is going to sound possibly not good at all. But Really? You're going to uh, top, top my one? Yeah, you're not going to be able to top Zoe. Uh, but try. But look, I'm going to phrase oh, yeah. it nicer. So, <laughs> okay. But okay. there's nothing, nothing to quickly correct your uh, misogynistic views like that and the need for someone uh, extremely attractive is to actually hook up with someone like that and then be like, this is not worth what that looks like. This is not worth it at all. And then just get the hell out of there. So that's a, that's a, that's another thing which can be helpful. I'm just saying to correct yeah, that. Some view. people can look pretty and have the most dog shit personality known Oof, to man. Yeah. Mm. I don't even think it's about that. I think it's more like you could find someone very attractive on face value and then get yeah. to know them and be like, oh, we, we're not compatible as people. Like you might be like, oh, oh you're a Nazi. What a friendly get- way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but you, could even, you could even get along really yeah, well with them. Your are rather extreme, actually. <laughs> Polite way of putting it. Cass, but- if she was dating a Nazi. Cass <laughs> <laughs> would not firm- date a Nazi. Please don't. <laughs> these are rather firm views. Yeah, but you don't know they're a Nazi yet. Yeah, yeah. you, you find, find out. out. Like, hmm, well, then I. This is a rather. Well, then I stopped dating a Nazi. This might yeah, you stopped dating the Nazi, past, but you're very polite in breaking up yeah, with the Nazi. So polite. <laughs> I had. I'll you do tell list you what. that the Nazism is the problem, but you're very polite about it. Yeah. I actually had a dream last night that I that you were dating a Nazi. No, that I had an argument with someone, <laughs> and in the argument, I was yelling "shut the fuck up." And then after the argument in my dream, I was talking to my friends. You guys might have been there, and I was like, you know what? It was really good because I wasn't overthinking. I was just. I was just saying things. So maybe I would. It's the best way to be. Nice. That's you the only swear. thing we do, Kaz. <laughs> so I was, I was pretty proud of myself for that argument. So I reckon I could channel that into getting angry at a Nazi. <laughs> nice. All right. That's healthy. Good We've... for you. Good for you not dating a Nazi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> proud of you, Cass. Well, didn't realize I'd have to bring a shovel to this on the floor bar. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> pass on the ground and we like to dig. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think we there? answered that pretty well. I think we did yeah. it. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think we I fixed all of life problems. Being, wanting to show off your partner is a, I think that's great. But if it's. Because they're like a you, smoke show. Oh, because if they're, if they're a fucking smoke show. But, like, it feels good to brag about the person you're with and to show them off and be like, look at beautiful and perfect in every way. But it's not, that's, yeah, it's that also. It, to be and like to be fair as well, and this is going to sound not the right way. This is like double negative thing, but uh, you'll also get a lot of cred from so many people who'll be like, "Nice looks don't matter." That to man's you. that man's in touch with his emotions. Yeah, you get so much cred from so many people. They won't even guess he about did, what's going on. He did outdo me. He did uh, outdo me. It's good. I can't believe you. you <laughs> can't, can't believe you took a nice what thing do you mean? and like. <laughs> Bad hey, look, sometimes <laughs> just offering every view here. Hey, I reckon I reckon I reckon we gotta end it there before George comes back and is like, actually, if you were dating yeah. a Nazi. Well, on that note, I've been Zoe B. I've been Kat. I've been George. I've been Tom. Don't date Nazis. <laughs> Don't do it. Unless no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us for some very unprofessional advice that goes beyond just go to therapy, feel free to email us on happylittlepod at gmail.com and make sure you put somewhere in the email okay to air if you're happy to have us discuss it on the show. Hope you have a great day. You're not alone. We love you.